now we started off this series a couple of Sundays ago called Heroes. And to kick things off, I talked about how much this world needs great heroes of faith. People that are willing to make a difference for Jesus Christ. And honestly, we don't need, I don't think we need any more celebrities. I don't think we need any more influencers that are just here today and gone tomorrow. We got plenty of those. What we need is we need people who are willing to take the courage and to make the necessary choices to be faithful followers of Christ that leave a legacy in the lives of other people. We want, we want people here at the Ridge, we, we want you to have a goal to be remembered for your faith, right? We want other people to look up to you, right, as a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. And I believe that God wants to use you to make a difference. And the whole point of this series is that you can be a hero. You can be a hero. You know, we tend to look at those people in Scripture and we say, you know what, but that was them and that was then and those were different kind of people. You know what, one of my favorite verses says, says this, Elijah was just a man. He was just a man, like any one of us, and yet he became a great hero of our faith because he was willing to do certain things. So last Sunday, I talked about what heroes are willing to do and the choices that they're willing to make, and um, I love the fact that our social media coordinators um, say has been placing some hero stories on Facebook. It's been so neat to see uh, your stories and to hear from people and those testimonies um, of lives that have been changed and people that have made a difference. And I've got one to share. I've got a hero story. And a hero of mine is Stuart McWhorter. Now, there's a reason I bring this up. You may have noticed Stu's not leading this morning, and hopefully you've known or, or have heard by now that he received a new job opportunity, a new offer. We're so proud of him. In fact, y'all, he texted me last week and he said, that they gave him the title of vice president, okay? And he told me that I would need to refer to him now as Mr. Vice President. <laughs> and I'm happy to do that, Mr. Vice President. And I think that goes for y'all too, okay? So everybody here, all right? But even though uh, we're so proud of him, even though he's going to be working remote and still have a part in the Ridge, he's still going to be playing um, in the band on occasion, we know that there's a change and he's having to take just a step back, and we understand that. And we're going to celebrate his ministry following the service. But let me just say this. The impact that he has made on me, on this church, and the lives of people have just been remarkable. In fact, when I think through, you know, we talked last week about the choices that heroes make. And if I look at those principles that I talked about last Sunday, if you were here, I said, I said heroes make these choices. Here, let, let me review, okay? I said, they choose to take a stand when needed, right? And I don't know of many uh, who are more firmly planted in their faith and willing to take a stand for Christ, no matter what, than Stu. And I said that they're also, I said that the second choice they make is that they're willing to make sacrifices, sacrifices for the gospel, sacrifices for others, and the sacrifice that Stu and don't let me leave Carrie out of this either. Their family and the sacrifices that they have made for this church have just been remarkable. And I also said the heroes are willing to take a risk. And let me tell you, friends, there's nothing more risky in the church world than church planting. In fact, I still remember the first phone call I had with Stu. Very first time. Hadn't even met him face to face. Just cold called him, got him on the phone, 
And I'm having this conversation because I heard about him and I heard that he was leading worship and how great he was and we're having this conversation on the phone. And at the end, I could tell just in my initial conversation, this guy's amazing. We gotta have him on our team. And so on the phone, now I haven't even seen him yet. And I said, Stu, do you wanna lead worship for us? And there was a pause. And Stu said, why don't we meet first? <laughs> it was almost like Stu was like, hey, let's pump the brakes. Does it hold on there, champ? You know, let's, uh, let's feel this out. But we, but we talked, we met, and he was like, yeah. He's like, I'm ready to make a stand. I'm ready to sacrifice. I'm willing to take a risk. Y'all, that's hero material, my friends. So let me, let me move forward before I start crying. But um, anyway, thinking about everything that God has done since the beginning of this church, with all that being said, Here's where I want to go today. Stu's moving into a new chapter in his life. Okay, and in essence, we kind of are too. There's a new change that's coming. He's going to get to see God do something new in his life. And that's kind of where I want to go today. Um, I want to go with those changes. Those changes that happen in life. You know, every hero, when you watch those movies that I know you have, but every hero's story, their origin story, how they got started, or whatever movie you're watching, uh, whatever portion of it, it, there's always a change that happens in their life. Okay, think, think about uh, all those heroes that you, that you like. Like Spider-Man gets bitten by a spider, of course. That's an obvious one. Uh, Batman loses his parents and things change at an early age. Captain America decides to go under, uh, undergo special treatments. In the latest movie, Thor, if you've seen that one, he's, he's going through the struggles of the change that's happening in his life. So I want to I focus this morning, this message, on how we confront change. Because honestly, change is hard. And it's hard for me Okay, for, for example, going back to Stu, we, it, Stu's changing his job. That, that means a different change in lifestyle. Or maybe some of you, when you're looking at your own life, maybe some of you are going through personal changes. Maybe some of you have kids that are going to school. I've seen posts of y'all, these cute pictures of kids going off to school. And maybe it's a new transition into middle school or high school. Or maybe your child is starting school for the first time and you're freaking out. Some of y'all are going through the change of dropping children off at school, at college, and leaving them there on their own. Maybe some of you have got some other changes. Maybe you've had a loved one pass away. Maybe you've got a family member that's getting older, and they're having a hard time remembering things. There, there are all kinds of different things that happen in our life, all these changes that have a tremendous effect on us. But they also provide us with an opportunity to make some choices that will help us grow, to turn us into heroes of faith. You see, we can't predict the future. Nobody can. But we can accurately predict that the future is going to be different. Tomorrow is going to be different than today. We don't know what it's like. We don't know what's going to happen. But we do know for certain that change is an inevitable part of life. It just happens. So, so here's the deal. We got to learn to deal with it. And those who learn to deal with change, those who take advantage of it, those are the ones that grow. Those are the ones that God uses. 
In fact, that leads me to the first fill in the blank. If you grab those message notes when you came in this morning, go ahead, pull those out. We're going to fill in some blanks. For those of you that are worshiping online, man, we are so glad that you're connecting with us this morning. Uh, you can find the message notes on the app, and you can follow along as well. But that first fill in the blank is growth requires change. Growth requires change. That's a positive spin on it. If you're going to grow spiritually, if you're going to grow financially, if you're going to grow relationally, intellectually, if your business is going to grow, if your church is going to grow, things will need to change. I remember when I turned 30, which was a long time ago, I I found myself going to the doctor's office a lot. Had a couple things going on. I didn't realize how often I was going to the doctor's office, how much was going on in my life until he came in for that last meeting and he had a file. I had a file when I was 30 years old. And he's looking through the file and he looked at me and he says, what are you here for now? (laughs) And he talked to me and he was like, listen, things might need to change a little bit. Now, I began to see that if I wanted to grow stronger, if I wanted to have a healthier lifestyle, then I was going to have to do something. So I made changes. I made changes in my diet, my exercise, things like that. And I noticed that the slightest, even the littlest change that I made led to growth. You know, it really does. In fact, growing, a lot of times growing often involves letting go of something that I think is good so that I can make a change and grab something that's better. I love this illustration Rick Warren uses as a trapeze artist, trapeze act. A a trapeze artist, they they got to swing from one ring to the next, right? And I'll tell you what I've never seen. I've never seen a trapeze artist swing out and then refuse to let go. They can't. If they refuse to let go, what happens? They, They keep swinging and eventually the momentum will die down and they'll fall. They got to let go. They got to change from one ring to the next to keep moving forward. That's, that's how it works. That's how it works in life. But the scary thing is, is that while they're in the midst of that change, there's a moment where the trapeze artist is suspended in air. And that's a scary place to be. That's a hard place to be. And so for some of us right now, whatever's happening, and the reason we're talking about this right now is because the fall's coming and everything and all the changes that are taking place, you know, we go through the summertime and everything, you know, vacations and all this. Now, now, we're, now we're in it. We're looking forward to what's next, but we know change is coming. And so, for some of us, that change means that we're between two bars and we're just out there and we're suspended and we've let go of something, but we're still waiting for the next thing. We don't know what God's going to do next. And it's a scary place to be. Maybe we left one job, we're waiting for the next one, right? We've stopped one old habit, we're waiting for the new. We've left one relationship, but we still don't have the next relationship. And that moment where we're suspended is scary. Heroes take advantage of those moments. And it could be that that is the moment that God wants to teach you and grow you as you learn to trust in him. I've got to learn to let go of what I've got, what I want, so that I can move forward and grab hold of what God wants for my life. So maybe maybe a good mark of being a hero is having the courage to trust God, to move forward even though we're scared a little bit, even though this change is difficult. Because that change, that change might actually be a good thing. 
Now, for those of you who were here last Sunday, you'll remember that we talked about the children of Israel standing on the edge of the promised land. And they had that huge change that was about to happen. And when they're looking at the promised land, Moses says this. And here's the verse that I want to use as we start off. He says this. He says, you have now reached the hill country of the Amorites that the Lord our God is giving us. Look, he says, he has placed this land, all of this in front of you. So go and occupy it for the Lord, the God of your ancestors has promised you. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. But guess what? If you remember from last week, the Israelites were afraid. Why were they scared? They were scared of the people living in the land. Even though, like we said last week, even though there's not anything mentioned from the people about this land that God is giving them, that God is with them. No, 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 no. That God promised them victory. They are still scared. In fact, in another portion of this story, the Israelites are so nervous about taking this land, about the change that's in front of them, that they talk about going back to Egypt. They actually have conversations And they actually say to each other, you know, Egypt wasn't that bad after all. They wanted to go back and live under Pharaoh. They wanted to go back to being slaves, to being beaten, to being killed. I mean, you want to go back to having your main purpose in life being building the pyramids? I mean, I like to look at pyramids, but I don't want to build one for the rest of my life, right? It's like, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? that this would even be a consideration to them. It sounds crazy, but how many times, how many times does that happen to us? We're so scared of what God wants next, right? Of what the change is that's in front of us, that that what we want to do is we just want to revert back to what we're familiar with. Instead of stepping out on faith, we just want to step back into complacency, And I said last week, I said, you know, a a safe life can often be a wasted life. But again, God will use it. Change is necessary for growth. And I think that's true, but but, but as we face change in whatever this fall season has in front of us, we also acknowledge that it's hard. It's hard. And I know that from the Israelites looking at their story, this can't be easy to consider. So let me give you some points this morning that might help you move forward and become heroes of faith that are willing to face those changes that are in front of you. Maybe it's time to let go of something good so that we can grab onto what God has for us that's better. Maybe God could be using this moment and wants to use this moment to grow your faith. So let's, let's talk about changing the way we view change. All right, I know we got seven points, y'all, and I know y'all are thinking we're gonna be here forever today. Y'all, I'm gonna run through these real quick, okay? So stay with me. I don't want to lose anybody, and I want you to fill in all your blanks, okay? Because I know how upset y'all get when you miss a blank. So point number one is this, changing the way how we deal with change. Number one, look for God. You got to look for God in the middle of it, okay? You know, when someone asks Mother Teresa why she does what she does with the poor, she says, because I see Jesus in the poor. And when I see Jesus in the poor, I want to help. You see, I think we can find Jesus everywhere if we look hard enough, even in the worst situations, even in those scariest moments in life. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, if you look for me with your whole heart, you'll find me. And if you look with your whole heart, you can find Jesus everywhere and in everything. The problem is, again, we go back to this idea that when it comes to changes in life, we're so scared, we don't always tend to look for God. 
What we do is we look for a quick fix. What we do is we look for the easy solution or we look for a way out. But the Bible says that if we look for the Lord first, we'll find him. We'll find what we need. He'll give us the solution, the answer, the relief, the comfort, the strength, whatever it is you need. But only, only if you look for him. So, so we look for him, number one. Number two, here's what you do. You ask him for wisdom. Number two, ask God. Ask God for wisdom. One of my favorite verses comes from James. The brother Jesus says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He'll give it to you. You see, when you're going through a circumstances that, that, that you didn't plan, that you didn't want, that, that you don't like, or you're questioning things in life, you got to be willing to ask God, what do you want me to do? What do you need me to know in this situation? Because a lot of times, the reason we got to ask for God's wisdom is because that change is something we don't understand. So what we're going to need is we're going to need God's wisdom to help us Deal with that change. He's got to be able to give us this whole situation that's in front of me. It's going to have to cause me to think differently. So God, I need your wisdom to help transform my mind. You know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and again and expecting different results, right? Well, look, if things have changed and you're in a new relationship, a new job, a, a new house, or you got a new baby, when, when I'm facing that challenging situation, I got to ask God, God, give me your wisdom. Help transform my thinking in this situation. And the Bible says he is generous, and he'll give it to you if you ask him. But when you ask him, that leads me to point number three. Point number three is you got to listen to him. You got to listen to God. You got to listen for his guidance. You got to be quiet, and you got to allow God to have the opportunity to speak to you in the middle of whatever it is you're going through. God is speaking. The question is whether or not you're listening. He's talking, he's moving. You have the presence of God inside you through the Holy Spirit that is with you at all times, promises to never leave you. He's with you. Are you listening? Do you know a major problem that the Israelites had when they're standing on the edge of the promised land and they're scared to death about the change that's in front of them is that they just weren't listening. They didn't listen to what Moses was saying. They weren't listening to what God was saying. All they were doing was complaining. And they were arguing. And they were fighting about what was in front of them. But you know what? I find that's true in my life also. I mean, and maybe this is true for you. Anytime I'm facing a change and I'm scared of what's ahead, what, what do I do? A lot of times what I do is I complain. And I argue. And I fuss. And if I'm honest with you, I don't spend enough time listening. You know, I believe your brightest insights can often come in your darkest moments but only if you're listening. So, so maybe you're going through a change right now, whatever this fall season is bringing, whatever you're moving into next, that challenging situation. Maybe you need to slow down just a little bit. Maybe instead of talking so much, maybe try listening. Jesus says in John, he says, my sheep and sheep are the ones that follow the shepherd. They listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And while you're listening, and while you're talking, let me give you something to think about. Point number four is this. Ask what and not why. Ask what and not why. Y'all, this is, the, and I know I've used this many, many times because this has made such a tremendous impact on my life. This is one of my favorite points to bring up. When things are changing around us, we need to stop asking why this is happening so much and start asking, God, what do you want me to learn? 
We go through seasons in life. God, what are you trying to teach me in the season? Again, every situation we face, no matter what it is, it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to learn. You'll either grow better from it or you'll grow bitter from it. The choice is up to you. You see, what God wants, what God wants is in your life to make you more like his son Jesus, okay? So he is way more interested in what's happening inside of you than what's happening around you, okay? So when things are happening around you, some of those things, just how the world operates, it's just sin being in the world, it's just poor choice of other people. Sometimes I get myself in those situations. Instead of asking why, 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 ask God, what? God, what? What can you teach me in this moment? What can I learn through this? How can I grow in this? And while I'm asking him that, point number five is this, focus on what never changes. Okay, focus on what never changes. Don't focus so much on the change as focus on the God that doesn't change. Okay, focus on the fact that God's love for you never changes. Focus on the fact that God's promises for your life in Scripture never changes. Focus on the fact that God's purpose for your life hasn't changed. You may take a different detour. You may take a left turn when you should have taken a right in life. You, may have, you might have made a poor decision, but God's purpose doesn't change. You're out. May have took, taken a little detour. God will still get you where you need to be. If you're looking for him, he'll get you in his will. He doesn't change. In the midst of those overwhelming, challenging situations, focus on the one that doesn't change. Hebrews says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Psalms 106, the psalmist repeats it over and over again. God's love never fails. He is always with you, no matter what. The sixth thing I would say is to accept help. We gotta accept help. And honestly, if I'm, if I'm being honest with you, my favorite movies that are the superhero movies are the Avengers. How many of y'all love the Avengers? Are y'all with me? You love the Avengers? Yes, I love them. They're so much fun. Abby and I have seen them all together, but I love it when all the superheroes are on a team. They all join forces. And the truth is, this church is your team. Your journey group is your team. And you weren't meant to face these changes, these challenging, whatever it is. You weren't meant to face that on your own. Well, you know, you know when I talk about this, you know, sometimes I think it's hard because we don't always accept help from others. Why don't we look for help from others? And I think the problem is, is that sometimes we allow pride to get in the way. And we look at those changing situations, those challenging moments in life, and we say, I got this. Or, or, or worse, here, here's another one. I don't want to bother anybody with this. When that's why your church family is there. That's why your small group is with you. They want to know these things. They want to help you. I think pride gets in the way sometimes of letting anybody know or letting anybody in. And here's what James says. The Bible says this. It says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. What we really need that will help us tremendously is when we face those changing situations in life, we need the grace of God. And the way to get the grace of God is to humble ourselves in front of God. And one of the best ways to humble yourself is to accept help, is to reach out. So I just want to encourage you, whatever that change is, whatever that challenge is, Share that situation with somebody. Humble yourself 
and receive that grace from God and others in your life. You need it. You are wired for it. Then the last thing I'd say, point number seven, is to have faith in God. Again, let's be honest. The change that we're experiencing, change isn't always good. And even though things aren't going the way I think they should, or even if I don't see how this is going to have a storybook ending, or this isn't how I would have worked things out, I got to have faith that God has a plan for me and that God isn't done yet. That God is going to bring me through this. That he is with me every step of the way. I got to have faith and I got to trust in him because that's what heroes of faith do. They trust in their God. So let's go back to that original story that we've been in for the past two Sundays. When it came time for those Israelites to finally go into the land that God had given them, Joshua gets the people ready. He lines them all up. They have this massive group meeting. And he says this in Joshua 1-2. He says to those people, he says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I love this verse. And you see those words over and over and over again in Joshua. Every time he's talking to these people and they're going into a different portion of the land, they're facing different people and all the changes that are in front of them over and over and over again. We get those words, be strong and courageous. And it's almost like God is looking at his people going, I know this is different. And I know this is a huge change. And I know everything is going to be different once you cross over the Jordan River into that promised land. But remember, I am always with you. So be strong and be courageous. And maybe, just maybe, God brought you here this morning to remind you that as well. Whatever you're going through, whatever that next thing is in life, God is with you. Promises to never leave you no matter what change comes your way. Let's pray together. God, we just kind of, God, maybe we just, let's just breathe you in this morning. God, we just realize that change is difficult sometimes. I, you know, we, we're, we're, we're going into this fall season. And I pray for everybody in this place this morning that's facing a challenge. There's challenges, God, that are always on the calendar, that are always in front of us, that happen every time of year. And every time it happens, it challenges us. But God, also for those unforeseen challenges, those things that just happened and everything is different. Or everything in my life is going to be different. Or everything in my family's life is going to be different. And God, maybe it's not going to be the same. But God, just help us to look for you in the middle of this, whatever's going on. Help us to focus on the fact that your love for us doesn't change. God, help us to have the faith we need to move forward. Realizing that even in this moment, God, you can use whatever this is, whatever's in front of us next, to help us grow, to strengthen us, to deepen our relationship with your son Jesus. Because ultimately, God, we understand that you want to make us more like him. So God, use us. Use this moment. And to be honest, right now, there are probably some here this morning that you might be in over your head because you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. 
And because of that, you're facing this challenge, this change all on your own. And God wants to help you. Maybe you're online with us this morning. I want you to know that God is with you and he wants to give you the power of his Holy Spirit. You can have his presence in your life. Just just pray this with me. Just say, God, I ask for forgiveness of my sin. And God, I want you to come into my life. And even though I don't understand it all, I want to live for you. God, I give my life to you. God, I just pray for everybody that may have prayed that prayer. God, I pray for everybody this morning that needs you. You know, in a special way, God, just give your strength and your presence, I pray. God, I, I pray that you would use every opportunity in our lives, no matter what it is, from the littlest thing to the biggest thing, just to challenge us and to grow us so that we can become great heroes of faith. Jesus, we love you. We give you our lives. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen.